0: Yeah. What's up, Doc? You're listening to the Movie Rob Minute Podcast. Keep on listening, or I shall blow up the Earth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute Eighty-Eight of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we yippee our way through the 1980 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today on this lovely Wednesday morning in the beginning of November is Aaron Newworth of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Welcome back to the show, Aaron. Yo! That's my Theo. (laughs) Wait, you have to have a lot of, like, uh, noise in the background if you're drilling.
1: I'm, in my mind, I'm visualizing all of it. I'm just all right. pure performance. Hey, why not? If it works,
0: that would be great. <laughs> so Minute 88 begins with Hans still uh, you know, talking about all his political demands and ends with Hans giving instructions to your main man, Theo. <laughs> so yesterday we, we ended things with uh, Hans beginning to, to mention his demands, you know, the uh, you know the, the the seven members of this terrorist group and the five members of that terrorist group, and then he mentions in Sri, and he starts off here by saying in Sri Lanka, the nine members of the Asian Dawn movement, Don't. and then we get a shot <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, at at the same time, we first we get a shot of John, who who says what the. F-? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He clearly knows that there's something strange going on here. You know, unfortunately, he's one of the only people that actually has that 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 impression of everything that's going on. And then the shot goes back, and we we see Carl and Carl mouths to to Hans. Agent Dawn. <laughs>
1: I read about them in Time magazine.
0: And exactly. And then he puts the <laughs> CB to, to his chest and goes, I read about
1: them in Time Magazine. Uh.
0: Now why does he need to put the radio to his chest? Habit. You, like you think it's just a phone? You know, because like if you're if you're pushing the button, so if you if you're not pushing the button on the C B, then you don't have to worry about someone hearing you. It's it's Habit. it's it's yeah. a fallacy. Exactly. It's the fallacy that people do it less today than they used to when they, when people used to use real phones, you know, or uh, connected phone, wi- wired phones, I guess you can say. Those, those points, people would put their phone, you know, to their chest and, and, and assume that nobody can really hear them, <laughs> even though you probably still can hear them. Do, do you,
1: I, I, have, I don't really see people doing that with, with cell phones. Do you? No, people don't talk on the phone. <laughs> or one thing, people don't talk; people text. Um, but when you do, you can, you know, they have buttons they can press mute and whatnot when they really feel the need to do that. Or they just don't care at all and they just start yelling because. Uh, plenty of times people are just yelling and you're hearing people yell all of a sudden to somebody else. You're like, "What? Are you talking to me? No, it's talking to the other guy." Yeah. It happens.
0: Sure. You know, I mean, it. It a lot of times it looks like people are just talking to themselves all the time. When they're talking to their phones, you know, you have people walking around with, 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 uh, you know, with earbuds, earbuds, and they're just, they're just talking. And, you know, you, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, if you saw people walking around doing that, you'd just say, okay, these people are just completely nuts. But nowadays I think that the nuts are the ones that, that don't do that. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? You're, you're actually talking into the phone. So. Uh, the Asian Dawn movement, obviously, is also a, a fake organization. It's based off the real uh, Tamil Tigers. Okay. So, uh, again, I don't I don't know what the real connection is there between the the names. I mean, the other two that we mentioned yesterday, the, the names were, were somewhat similar. Here, Asian Dawn and Tamil Tigers,
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a Sri Lankan group. Tamil is an Indian language. No,
0: that obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. No, but so right. they'd say the Indian Dawn, you know, movement or something like that, you
1: know. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just spitballing things. With, yeah, yeah, for sure. Between writers and being like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down
0: to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that that's what it comes down to in, in most movies, you know. The the way the dialogue comes out is either, you know, what, what you know, the writers decided to write down or, or what the actor changes. You know, I, I like the fact that Carl is confused here. Because it it once again goes back to what we were talking about the other day, you know that everything is compartmentalized here. Carl, uh, even though he's privy to hear Hans's conversation now, has no idea what what Hans has in mind with this speech. You know apparently, Carl is aware of the other two terrorist organizations, but he's not aware of the ones either he's not aware or he doesn't realize there's any type of connection.
1: I mean, I think he he knows that the plan involves, like, you know, faking this thing to them um, for the sake of giving them stuff to do while they do their own thing. Um, yeah, I'm sure the plan is just like, yeah, and then I'm going to call the police and tell them a bunch of, like, terrorist organizations that they need to like help us out with or something right i was like yeah all right i mean i don't think much you can't. You know it's not it's not like he's asking so which groups are you gonna name that are in this fake plan that you have i don't think he right. cares that no
0: much. for sure not. i don't think i don't think he cares either i think the the idea though is is that that here he's mentioning you know like uh this is more for us to, to be able for us to see that that there, there's there's no rhyme or reason for anything of of what he you know the, the names of the groups that he's uh mentioning here you know he Hans did did need to do a little bit of research though in order to know about these things because he you know he's he's mentioning the number of people from each of these groups and I I find it very funny that that uh, you know the first group has seven members the second group has five and the third one has nine so apparently terrorists only get caught in odd numbers (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Well, how many terrorists are in this movie?
1: I don't know. Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. There you go. Well,
1: there you go. Lucky number thirteen.
0: <laughs> Even though on all the posters and everything it says twelve, it's just easier to say instead of saying instead of saying a baker's dozen. You know, it's just. Uh...
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe they don't count Theo. I don't know. Uh, Theo's not a real terrorist. Theo's just the computer guy. Maybe they don't count
0: him. Could be the computer guy who likes betting. On on whether they're whether they're like, going to shoot someone I mean, or not.
1: If you, you're working with the terrorists, <laughs> you're part of the terrorists. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> obviously, there's no voucher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, obviously, Aaron. <laughs> so he mentioned Time Magazine. What do you know about Time Magazine?
1: Very popular magazine.
0: <laughs> do, do you know when it was first published?
1: Uh, that's a fun question. Man, how old would it be? Is it late 1800s or is it like early 1900s? Early 1900s. Okay, so what, like 1915? 1923. March 3rd,
0: 1923 was the first thing, so in, in just five months from now, they will have their uh, 100th anniversary of when their first uh, uh, issue was published, which is pretty cool to to think about.
1: I hope whichever Kardashian makes it onto the cover for that one is a reward great. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So one of the 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 founder was a man named uh, Henry uh, Lucy,
1: Lucci L U C. And uh you know, they... it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Dr. John Time magazine. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> or Time Timerson. <laughs> uh,
0: no, not not this time. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> And I mean, currently it's owned by Mark uh, Benoff. Benioff. Uh, Benioff. B N E I I O F F. Yeah, Benioff. Benioff, right? I mean, again, it's it's been a very popular uh, magazine over the years. It used to be weekly, and now it's been now it's biweekly. Basically, they 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 had a lot of you know time time. The, the most famous thing that Time magazine is known for is uh, Man of the Year. Personality. Or oh, person sorry, excuse me, personally. Right. I, I remember as a kid, you know, I, I, I for a little while like I got you know, we used to get those, those things where you can get like uh, magazine subscriptions for like really cheap, you know, for students and stuff like that. And I was interested in history and, and uh politics and current affairs and stuff like that. So I actually even got Time magazine. I had it for a few months, it was just I never had time to read it because it was really boring.
1: <laughs> okay. At least, what I thought. I don't. I don't. I don't have much experience with time at all. So uh, beyond just knowing it, you
0: know. Right. So at this point, uh, Hans continues with his conversation on the uh, walkie-talkie, and he goes, "When these revolutionary brothers and sisters are free, the hostages in this building will be taken to the roof, and they will accompany us in helicopters to the Los Angeles International Airport, where they will be given further instructions." You have two hours to comply. So <laughs> it's it's interesting that you know he's asking them to bring them helicopters and take them to LAX. And at this point he says where they will be given further instructions. He's not saying where you will be given further instructions. So like what are the host- what type of instructions can can they be giving the hostages at that
1: point? wouldn't it be
0: to run run
1: I mean, I mean it's just it's just phrasing at that point but i mean wouldn't it wouldn't be to like presumably whoever flew them over to lax
0: yeah no for sure but it's just funny the way that it's phrased where he says and they will be given further instructions again sure, we're we're, we're dissecting this uh you know word by word here <laughs> every word counts
1: it's all uh, but... I understand that's all. Providing the logic, like I think, I'm sure, I'm sure he's implying that the helicopter pilots and whoever's involved in transporting said hostages will be the ones that are given other right. instructions. If that was, presuming that wasn't a bullet was correct?
0: Correct. And, and then the the response. Well, first of all, so let's. You're, you're from L.A. What do what do you know about LAX? The Los Angeles international. Oh,
1: uh, I mean, it's a very large international airport.
0: <laughs> okay, where is it located?
1: <laughs> It's in El Segundo. It's in where? El Segundo.
0: Okay. Well, it's located in. It says here Westchester.
1: I, okay. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> it all kind of blends together. There's Westchester, there's El Segundo, there's what, um, uh, Marina Bay or whatever. Like it's it's West L.A. <laughs> like it's southwest mm-hmm. L.A. area.
0: Okay. So how many people? How many passengers do you think? uh go through the airport on a yearly basis. Through LAX on a yes. yearly basis? The stats I have is from twenty nineteen.
1: A couple trillion?
0: <laughs> no, only eighty <only> eight million. <laughs> okay. And it is the the world's third busiest airport and the US's second busiest airport. So which airport do you think in America is busier? Busier than
1: yeah. LAX? Um Dallas.
0: See my guess would have been O'Hare. But uh, unfortunately, the 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 real answer is Atlanta.
1: Atlanta, there we go. Yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, apparently, if it's if it's busier than uh, than LAX.
1: Well, the one in Te- I mean, the one in Texas is like its own state. <laughs> like, that's why I figured they might be that one. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm serious. It's like it's bigger than Rhode Island. Look, <laughs> like, it's it's a huge airport. Is it really? It's very big. Like it's a it's, it probably has a bigger population than Rhode Island. And, um, well, if it is, it,
0: it depends if you count passengers as population.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. i will just say it's a huge airport and it's a pretty big hub. So, but yeah, Atlanta is too. So that's not surprising. Right. I mean,
0: it's a it the, the area that they they chose to build it on is was a 640 acre uh, field. Okay. Uh, it, it's probably grown since then. Uh, do you know what year they they started building uh, LAX? 30s? 1926. You're close. Yeah, close. It opened in 1928. So, say now why, why is it why is it the LAX? Why do you think it, they added the the X to it?
1: Convenience. Um. Uh, place to exchange people. <laughs> and, and as a kind of a hub of the world um, since L. A. I don't know is there, what, what okay well is it,
0: originally each airport had a two letter uh, abbreviation, so it was just known as l a oh, so right in the, in the and then the in the nineteen forties late nineteen forties they started having a lot more airports and so therefore they wanted to expand it yeah. to three letters and l a had no other letter to add to it, so someone just randomly suggested adding x to it, <laughs> and that's uh
1: yeah, that's that's convenience. Like I said, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs>
0: exactly. So. Um, so our good friend uh, Robinson decides to respond and says, wait a minute, Mr. Gruber. This is crazy. I, I, I don't have the authority. I can't authorize. Two hours is not enough. And then Hans, uh, you know, cuts off the, the transmission between the two of them. So once again, you know we we see the fact that our good friend uh, Dwayne T Robinson is stuttering. He's not a negotiator. He he can't even respond properly. With the
1: I mean nobody would. I mean <laughs> like this is not much to do with that when you're like you have two hours to comply to this exact thing. And then he cuts him off before he has a chance to respond to it. I mean, there's not much yeah. you can do in that scenario. Like, I, I, I you know, I can empathize uh, with a situation like that as far as being thrown into some kind of even crazier fire than you've already been in and, like, having nothing to offer. Yeah, to for sure. <laughs> and,
0: and then, you know, he continues to talk after the transmission is cut off. and He goes, uh, hello? Hello? Danny, did you get all that? Let's go. We got to make some calls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> gotta make some calls.
0: Who, who does he gotta make calls to? <laughs> the UN? I <laughs> Like, who who do you think can can approve the release of these these prisoners? I mean, they obviously they don't need to, but they never mention where these prisoners are being held. So, you know, is it all? Are they all in American prisons? Are they in you know prisons in different places around the world? You know. So the the idea of of only giving them two hours to deal with this, it it shows the absurdity uh, and the impossibility of it right from the start. You know, because as we know, Hans doesn't care. You know, let them take as long as they want or as little as they want. You know, he he, he knows they're, you know, by giving them two hours, he knows they're not going to be able to meet that deadline anyway. So, you know. (laughs) And then we, we cut back to, uh, to Hans and, and Carl, and the question is asked, do you think they'll even try to do it? And Hans goes, who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it shows that, that, that Carl is, is more aware of what's going on. I, w- I wonder if the rest of the, the, you know, the, the terrorists are aware that this is what they're looking for, you know, that this is part of the plan.
1: I mean, I, there's there's only so many of them involved in this operation. I don't think they're completely blind uh, to what's taking place. They might not know every single step, but I don't think that they're in the you know being left in the lurch as far as certain overall goals that there might right. be.
0: Okay.
1: Like, like I mean, because one thing that's you know you can't you, they can't do certain things about having this kind of knowledge, like as far as where things are going from here and everything. Like they have to be in the know right. to some degree. But I mean, yes, I, I don't. I don't disagree as far as Hans is letting people know what they need to know. But I don't. I don't think that you know. Again, a fairly small group of you know bank robbers essentially um, are entirely ignorant to you know certain steps yep. of this plan. Sure. Because you, you need to have some kind of control. Like if they don't know anything, then it's like, so what am I supposed to do again? Like that's not the kind of operation he's running. Right.
0: But do do you think and. I mean, obviously, this is completely speculation. Do you think that that you know he like put an ad out for you know and terrorists are us to try and get people to join his group, or is it you know is it is it like
1: I I I I I know there's a half joking phrase when you say that, but honestly, yes. I mean, they're mercenaries. That's exactly what you do. You hire people that are not going to ask questions they can no, be but dumb. but are they what maybe are maybe they there say? are already
0: people that he knows that he's worked with in the past.
1: I'm sure he they. They got vouched for. <laughs> like, I'm sure that there's a, you know, he didn't just hire people based on a. Right, one there's, there's no Mr. Orange here. I'm sure they're saying. either pe- people he. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm sure that there's people he either knows or knows through somebody. Uh, but they are, at the end of the yeah. day, mercenaries. I mean, they're not terrorists, right? They're not there for a political cause or a religious ideology in some form or whatever. They're there because they want money. Right? that's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. And so I'm I'm sure wherever he got them from. He's a he says he's a professional. He's a professional thief. He hired other right. professionals. Yeah. There's not a Craigslist. In Maybe there is for this. But <laughs> Maybe we just didn't know about it. But there's I. But there's I. What I'm saying that, that that's what I'm saying though. I'm sure there's some kind of underground network that he went through to get the people that he felt would be good for this job. Yeah. If he didn't. Besides, like someone like Carl, who probably is you know known for a better part of his life or something like that. Like those people. Sure. Those are right. his people cool. That he hired, you know, Al Jiang and like that one white guy that's at the reception. Like Eddie. those people are yeah. Yeah. And like Theo, like, you know, people that he got recommendations for or whatnot.
0: But maybe there maybe there was a Craigslist for uh you know mercenaries at the time. You never know. Yeah. You know, you, have you ever, ever seen the the movie The Contender uh, yeah. by uh, Rod Lurie, right? So there's the idea that, yeah. that uh, you know one of the characters put an ad in a in a magazine you know, like a soldier of fortune magazine, you know, looking for, looking to hire someone to, to, to do a job. So maybe it works that way there also. Yeah. It could. yeah. <laughs> so at this point, then Hans changes the, uh, he, he then starts talking to Theo, which again, doesn't he, you know, actually it goes back to what you said earlier, that he must switch the, the, you know, he must switch the frequency so that nobody will switch will see what he's exactly.
1: talking. Exactly, I'm telling you, there's they're switching channels. <laughs> you don't need to pronounce it in the screenplay to make it clear. Sometimes you just have to t- take it to
0: right. But does he? He doesn't press any buttons on a code or anything like that, does he?
1: I mean, there's editing. I mean, you know, there's jumps in time. Actually, in he does. You know, you show
0: oh my god! If you look at it, <laughs> okay. One second. If you if you if you look at him at minute at second uh, forty five. Okay, what he does is he turns to the side, and then you see him lower the CV, and then you see his other hand, and it looks as if he's actually tapping something into the into the into the radio. So therefore, he's either putting in a code, or he's changing the frequency. Okay, but we know that John is able to listen in on this because John has, you know, uh, a, a radio that's already had the code punched in. You know, unlike last, uh, unlike in the next movie. Which takes him a while to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure make sure he punches in the code before you kill it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then, you know, he lifts, lifts the radio to his to his mouth and goes, Theo, are we on schedule? And Theo responds, one more to go. Then it's up to you. And you better be right, because it looks like like this last one's gonna take a miracle. And then Hans gives his, his famous line from the movie, It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. So be a good cheer and call me. <laughs> and then he gets cut off when when he does it. I I love the way the the inflection that that Rickman uses here. You know, because he goes from from sounding cold blooded to sounding, you know, uh, cheerful. <laughs> yeah. You know he's he's a friendly boss.
1: I mean, he, yeah. I, which makes me think all the more reason he's not going to just leave everybody in the lurch. He has plans that's going to reward everyone handsomely, um, and even though McLean is irritating him, I, you know, I still think he he, from his perspective, the things are still working the way he wants them to. For most right. Part. A few more, more a few more deaths than anticipated, but it's right now, hard.
0: now my question here is, is that okay, yeah. um, Theo has not has said that there, that he's not done yet. So Hans should have theoretically already known this because Hans needs to know at what point he needs he, – he, he should start, you know, uh, lighting the fire under the police to get things moving because his whole plan is that, you know, the, the police are going to get in over their heads. They're going to bring in the FBI, and then the FBI are going to do their textbook uh, plan, and that's what's going to, you know, have them eventually turn off the electricity. Okay. But Hans needs to plan this well uh, enough, because if they turn off the electricity before uh, Theo finishes with the last one, he's got a big problem.
1: I think Hans is aware to a degree as far as when the FBI are showing up. Like, I think he knows that they're not if – if they were there, he'd be talking to them on the radio. Uh, he's not um, – and as far as asking where Theo is, I think he already has an idea of where Theo is. He's just – he wants him – he wants Theo to tell him where he is.
0: Okay, but he also doesn't know. Theo gave an approximation of how long it's going to take for each of the the various uh, locks to get. Which I it.
1: think, which I think they've already they've already worked out ahead of time. It's just more of a like a you know a progress report. Like I think in his mind, he's like, this is how the plan's supposed to be going. Presumably, there's nothing that stopped not Theo, so he's going to be where I want him to be at this time. He's just more checking in to make sure that everything's right. going to plan. That's my, that's my okay. assumption. That no, that. no, that's... It's, not about, it's not about him being una- unaware of where things are. It's just more of, presumably, this is what should be happening right now. So let me talk to Theo make sure this is what's happening. Right.
0: right so, so basically what you're saying is, is that Hans knows everything that's going on, but he wants to hear he, – he wants to be told.
1: Yeah, exactly. He wants to make sure that the things that he has meticulously planned for are happening the way they're supposed to right. be happening right now
0: okay that, that that makes sense
1: I mean as opposed to not talking to him, and then like something happened and he didn't know about it, like he knows right. about it
0: exactly all right, do you have anything else you want to say about this uh minute before we get into the the script uh no. okay, so the script once again has a few minor discrepancies the The first one is something that we discussed earlier, okay where Hans says that the helicopter was victim to the l a the l a x and the in the script it says where you will be given further instructions, as opposed to they. <laughs> uh-huh. So then it, that that really makes me wonder why, you know, what was do you think it was? think it was just a flub on Alan Rickman's part, but the take was so good that they decided to keep it.
1: Probably, or just you know, the, the moment got away from him, or it's just he doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> so it's like that's in, in his character to not really be concerned. No,
0: but you think that the director would 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 care more?
1: Yes, but I, but in terms of Alan Rickman thinking of who's Hans right now, he's got the feels he's complete control, and he knows he's spinning this you know made up plan that he needs to have happen. <laughs> I'm not saying he's directly looking at you know articles and the lines and being like, I should change this one specifically just to make a point. But I do think if, you know, being an actor lost in your role, I can imagine him not being concerned with, like, you know, dialing it exactly to the screenplay and being more like, this is how this guy right. would, would would say this okay. to communicate his
0: plan. That makes sense. And the uh, then Robinson's response in, in the movie is, wait a minute, Mr. Gruber, this is crazy. I don't have the authority. I can't authorize. Two hours is not enough. In the script it says, two hours? Are you insane? I can't authorize. Hello? Hello? He hangs up in in the middle of uh, him talking. And then Carl says to Hans, do you think they'll even try to do it? Which is, you know, the same thing. And Hans just, it says he shrugs and goes, eh, who cares? (laughs) So you know, it works the same way. And then it, it, it says in the script that, that he switches the channel on the, the the radio before he talks to Theo. And then it says, uh-huh. Theo and Christoph have been rewarded with another lock deactivated. And then Theo responds, one more to go. Then it's up to you. The graphic on his screen flashes, warning, electromagnetic seal armed. So according to, to the script, he actually did just do that because once the electromagnetic seal is armed, that means he got through all of them. Okay. And then uh, the, the, the dialogue stays the same. And you better be right because this one's going to take a miracle. It's Christmas Day. it's a time of miracles. So be of good cheer and call me. So that's pretty much how that ends. So every Wednesday, we have a segment called Hans Humpty where my guests will give their top five uh, Alan Rickman performances. So what have you got for us this time,
1: Aaron? Okay, my top five Alan Rickman performances. Uh, number five, I have Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be followed by He's Great in yeah. it, Is pretty much my response to all these things. But um, uh, number four is Dogma as the Metatron. Um, I, I think he handles Kevin Smith's dialogue quite well. <laughs> Uh, number th- number three, um, is Snape, but specifically uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two, just because you get a lot of context involving him. It's just a fine showcase for you know a performance that's already been pretty iconic as far as that series goes. My um, number two is Galaxy Quest, uh, which rules. <laughs> um, it's hysterical. Everybody's yeah. really good in it. He's great in it as the fed up the fed up <laughs> actor who can deal with um, Tim Allen and everybody else, but still goes on with yes. the show anyway. Um, and he gets to wear the makeup the whole time, which is great. Uh, and number one is Die Hard easily. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's Hans Gruber for life, um, which unfortunately was ended. Um, you yeah.
0: Know. Which is, it's still ironic that this was his but, very first movie role.
1: <laughs> yeah. It became yeah. just an instant iconic, you know, role. It's, He's tremendous in it. It's yep. a wonderful performance. Uh, honorable mention, I have Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, I'm not a fan of that movie uh, much at all, but I mean, he's just hamming it up, doing Hans Gruber in medieval times, so can't complain too much about the performance, even though that movie sucks. <laughs> so there you
0: go. Oh, come on. You get Christian Slater. Uh... <laughs>
1: That's the name you pull. It's like the yeah, defend the movie. No, I'm kidding. Christian Slater. No, first of all, first first of all, the movie does have a great
0: cast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It yeah has a lot of people and Costner. (laughs) It's
0: true, but yes, he he stands out the most. I'm
1: not a Costner fan. No Um, question on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Alan Rickman stands out. Yes, he does. All right, you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can find more of my work at thecodazik.com. That's my personal blog where all my movie stuff ends up. I host a podcast out now with Aaron and Abe with my friend Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases. I write for We Live Entertainment for my movie reviews and Why So Blue for my Blu-ray and Criterion reviews. And I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. All
0: right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for movie Minute. You can find me on my website, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So, until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay! yippee yay